You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. one in the books i hope you guys won if you heeded our advice i mean we were somewhat accurate so you hopefully you won i i had a couple close calls there i had my slimmest margin of victory ever i won by 0.06 points in a league welcome back guys to another exciting episode of filthy fantasy football show pound for pound the heaviest podcast out there on the market as always it's your boys king josh josh the king big roman the fantasy fish what the fuck's going on guys hey so uh Week one happened. It was uh, there was some actually really good football. That Monday night game, man, that was uh, that was exciting. I know we already touched base on that, but that was a fun game. And then even the uh, Thursday night game was a lot more scoring than I thought could have happened. So, yeah, I didn't. Fortunately, watch the first half, and then uh, I had to continue on with my Saquon Barkley hate and. Rome, you said I was, you said you're like I know he's gonna say something about it, but I am, and and here it is. So Saquon, I'm not okay. I still think Saquon is he's just not there yet. So I I actually I think Saquon could be a potential like if uh, a, a Saquon manager out there because they took a first round pick on him. This could be the time that if you want to acquire him, now's the time to do it. Because but just my concern though still is he just he had that one amazing run for 41 yards. So you're like hey, great game. 13 carries for 57 yards. Okay, that's not a bad, you know, a little over four yards a carry. But then you do the math. You take away that 41 yards, and that means he's actually 12 for 16, which is an average of 1.3 yards a carry, and that is very disgusting and makes me very sad. So I just, I, you know, if, if you're a Saquon owner, are you, are you trying to shop him? Are you panicking? Like, what's your, what's your panic-o-meter right now on Saquon? I don't know, man. I'm not panicking necessarily. I think he's, I don't know. The offense just hasn't looked right in a, I don't know, in a couple of years probably. But I don't know. I think he's still going to be the focal point of that offense, even though I guess by the numbers, right, it's Sterling Shepard, who seems to be the focal point of this offense with 10 targets. But I, I'm still going to take Saquon Barkley. I, I'm not really that concerned. He's still going to put up his numbers. Like he gets in the end zone, it's not too bad of a game. It's it's a it's a serviceable game. Yeah, my uh, my fantasy boyfriend Antonio Gibson kind of got vultured a touchdown there, and and then you were asking me before the show, you know, what are my thoughts on that? I still I would still I mean I think if if uh, if the Gibson owner in your leagues is worried, uh, go after him. I he he had a slow start last year. He's one of the few bell cow running backs out there. Now, granted, he didn't have a lot of carries this last game, but he was still the running back. If he had that two-yard touchdown run that McKissick had, we're not having this conversation about him right now. I, I think that greatly changes it. it. I mean, it is concerning that McKissick's still very much involved in the passing game, but I still Gibson's my ride or die this year. I'm still completely all in on him. I'm not worried about it. I think it's too early to panic on either of them. Like, if you drafted Saquon, you should have known that he was going to take a little bit to get into the groove. And Gibson, like you said, started slow last season. 
and kind of got a touchdown vultured. So I think that you shouldn't panic on either of them quite yet. But if somebody in your league is, then I think they're both good candidates to try to swoop up. Yeah. And then fun, fun fact before we get into the show, the four of us on this show, it's it's fair to say that we are not the most athletic bunch. However, there we currently have more career receiving yards than first round pick Kadarius Tony, who's at minus two on the season. So there you go, boys. We're uh, we're basically all pro at this point in time. Hell yeah. So moving on for today tonight's show, we got on slate for you the rest of your AFC matchups on the week, and then we're going to do some uh, listener questions here at the end. But first off, we got some news and noise from around the league. We're going to start it off with Zach Moss. He was inactive for week one due to health concerns, but Bill's head coach Sean McDermott says that he looks good, and he is more than likely going to play this week. Not huge news, but that was still kind of shocking. Will Fuller, uh, Brian... Brian Flores, head coach of the uh, Miami Dolphins, says he's going to miss week two against the Bills with a personal issue. However, I started kind of looking into it. Turns out there are some rumors that they, that uh, Brian Flores isn't sure when he's going to actually show up at all, if at all, this season. So that's kind of scary if you're a, a fuller owner out there. Trey Sermon, offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel, said that Tra- Trey Sermon will be active for week two against the Eagles. So... <sighs> I still think Eliza Mitch- Elijah Mitchell's the guy to have. Kyle Shanahan, the biggest lying liar of 2021, hints that Brandon Ayuk will get his starting job back. I guess it's one of those things where I'll believe it when I see it. Rome, what do you got? <laughs> you can see my look right now. I'll, yeah. I'll believe it when I fucking see it. I got burned week one. Burned. I, I got to wait, man. I'm not I'm not jumping on that yet. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty rough. Running back Josh Jacobs officially out for Sunday. That's some concern out there. But then there's rumors that Peyton Barber is going to actually be the starting running back, which I get it, but it's also confusing at the same time because they just brought in Kenyon Drake. I actually think Kenyon Drake will be the most heavily involved running back this game, and it won't be Peyton Barber because Peyton Barber is a good third running back on a team. Not. He's not. He's not good. Peyton Barber is garbage truck juice. <laughs> I like that. Fuck that kid. Fuck him. <laughs> All right, moving on. But I, I really, th- there wasn't much else news. I mean, everyone was limited this week, but everyone's limited. Like we we talked about it before. Everyone's hurt all year. Week one is the only week where you're the healthiest you're going to be the entire season. But now that Fish has joined us back. Let's just dive right into your AFC games. We're going to kick it off with the Houston Texans taking on the Cleveland Browns. The over-under is 48, Cleveland minus 13, so not giving a lot of love there for Houston. Do I don't think you can really play anybody except Brandon Cooks in a wide receiver three flex option because he looked great against Jacksonville. They're going to have to throw the ball. He's the only player I feel comfortable with. Maybe Tyrod Taylor in a super flex, two-quarterback league. But Cleveland's defense is actually very good, so we'll see about that. Other side of the ball, Baker Mayfield, not the most confident start, but he's still he's, – he's, I think he's coming around. You fire up Nick Chubb. One question I did want to ask was Kareem Hunt. So 
Rome, you and I are about the same on him, but yeah. Fish, you were very low on Hunt. So what happened there? Yeah, he only had uh, six rushes last week. And I know that he's a player that could make six rushes turn into something good, but that just didn't seem like very much. I'm just a little bit worried about his uh, shares there. He did have three receptions too, but, I mean, still nine touches in a game. I guess that's kind of where you'd expect him to be at, but it didn't produce a whole lot. So, All right, moving on. We got the L.A. Rams taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Vegas has the over-under. At 48 with the Rams favorite at minus three and a half. I would 100% take the Rams at minus three and a half. The Colts didn't do too much against Seattle. Rams, they're my Super Bowl pick this year. and They looked outstanding <laughs> last week against Chicago. So go ahead and take that. Rams side of the ball. You're, you're firing up just about everybody. Yeah, you are. You're firing everybody. What am I even talking about? You're firing up everybody. Although you guys seem to be a bit lower than me on Stafford. I got Stafford at my top five. You guys have – he's still a quarterback one for you guys. But me, you know, uh, Russell Wilson absolutely torched the Indianapolis Colts. I think he had like three, four touchdowns. I, I love Matt Stafford. I think he's going to be outstanding. I, I just I, – I got a good feeling about him this week. But the Indianapolis side of the ball, Jonathan Taylor, Naeem Hines, you know, flex out there. But that's – are you playing any of the wide receivers? Are you interested in any of the wide receivers, tight ends for Indianapolis? Fuck no. No, not, I'm not starting any of them. Keep an eye on who gets more volume, or not volume, but production next week or this week because it's going to be interesting to see if Pittman bounces back or if it's going to be Campbell moving forward, kind of. I'm just sitting here patiently waiting for Hilton yeah, to come back. Yeah, it's kind of gross still. I'm not waiting for Hilton. I'm waiting for Mo Ali Cox to get released. He's like nine feet tall. Why is he not getting more involved? He's shitty. <laughs> All right, moving on. We got the Denver Broncos taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Vegas has the over under at 45. Denver favorite at minus six. Teddy Bridgewater, not yet. I need to see more production out of him. Yeah. Uh, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, what do you guys do there? I mean, they're both in that RB2 flex range, but... Are you? Do you have full confidence playing either of them? Because my concern is Gordon had a good game in terms of fantasy, but it's because he had a 70-yard touchdown run. I mean, what do you do? Where do you go? Do you, is this like a wait-and-see thing, Fish? What do you got? I would say it's a wait-and-see thing. You could probably flex either of them if you need to. It would depend upon your other options there. But I have him ranked 28 for Javante and Melvin Gordon 29. Javante, to me, looked like the better back last week. Melvin Gordon just happened to have that big run. I think that big run could go either way, and that's not very dependable. So I wouldn't want to start either of them. I'd try to avoid it if I could. Yeah. I'd be okay with starting Melvin Gordon. I I mean, I got him rated at 20 here. I I think he's – to me, he's still going to be the guy until Williams absolutely takes it from him. And if Gordon's still ripping off 70-yard touchdown runs – I, I just I feel like he's going to be the guy and, until Williams takes it. Well, Williams out-carried Gordon last week. Uh, snap percentage, I think they're about the same. They're both the – yeah, they're both at 50% of the snap shares. But Javante had 14 carries to Melvin Gordon's 11. So, I, I mean and, – and if they get out to an early lead, I'm pretty sure they're just going to feed it to Williams to run out the clock because, you know, got a good defense, rookie quarterback – 
uh, that might just be the way. But but I, I see what you're saying. The, the one question, I, Rome, I got a question for you. Cortland Sutton, you have full confidence in that man. Sell me on him because I I don't quite have him where you have him ranked. Well, uh, the sell job is going to be simply this. Jerry Judy's gone. Jerry Judy's gone, so there's slack that's going to need to be picked up. And Cortland Sutton has proved, at least last year to me, that he can, or two years ago when he really caught on, because last year he he tore his ACL. But two years ago when he really caught on, I I just feel like he, he has the upside to be the guy. I mean, I've got him here at 24 I think he's going to pick up that Jerry Judy slack. Fair enough. You know, uh, we all say fire up Noah Font. He actually looked very good last week with the uh, six for 62 line, currently sitting at tight end eight on the year in uh, half PPR scoring. My question to you guys, though, is it's not impossible to say that you have Font and, I don't know, Gronk or Font and another tight end out there, would you be willing to play Font in a flex position over, I don't know, like a Mike Davis or a Kenyon Drake or... Whoa, 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 whoa. Take it easy, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think, I, I don't think I'd put him in a flex quite yet. Yeah, I'd agree with that. If your flex is a really weak flex option, then maybe. But if you're... I mean, I'd still take Kenyon Drake this week over him. Maybe not if Josh Jacobs was there, but since he's not going to be. And Mike Davis, I still think he has a higher upside than Font. Sure. Other side of the ball, James Robinson. Rome, you're still very confident in that man. What Again, sell me on him. I just just going off what I saw last week, you know, Carlos Hyde out-snapped him, out-carried him. So I just – I had a tough time ranking James Robinson – um, I didn't rank Carlos Hyde, but I just he's losing a lot of valuable touches to Carlos Hyde. So I mean, what? Where's this love for uh, Robinson coming from? Uh, I mean, the love is simply it was it was it got out of hand quickly last week for them, so they weren't going to be running the ball. I still think he's the most viable option. Uh, you can say Carlos Hyde. I've got a special place in my Forty ers heart for Carlos Hyde, but. Uh, yeah, it's still going to be Robinson for me until until it's absolutely written on the wall that he's not the guy anymore, which just doesn't seem to be plausible, at least to me. And you guys are still very high on LaVisca Chenault. You're damn right. Both of you. What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> I mean, I would say the other way around. What's going on here with that 53 ranking? Jesus Christ. Seven for 50, you know, and, and Marvin Jones and DJ Shark, they were the ones getting the touchdowns. So I just I don't quite buy it yet. I mean I, I I had higher aspirations for him with Travis Etienne coming out, but their offense it, it wasn't really funneling through D, uh, Chenault the way that I thought it was going to. I mean he had the most receptions in seven, and he did have nine targets, but he also had some bad drops in that game too. So I mean I yeah. just I don't know I maybe I'm a bit low on him, but I mean you guys have him as a decent flex option out there. Yeah, it's it's target share for me. It's all target share. I, I like that's that. Exact, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's a target share thing. And he's the type of receiver that, you know, I said this about somebody last episode. I can't remember who it was. But if he could break a tackle or get a little bit of open field, turn one of those into a bigger gain, then that 7 for 50 goes up pretty quick. Yeah, but D- 
Denver's secondary is actually very good. So, I mean, that's my concern. And uh, I, I just saw it right here. DJ Chark, he had 12 targets, so he had more targets than Chenault. Jones had nine targets, so he had the same as Chenault. Chenault just happened to actually get more receptions, but he didn't get the touchdown. So, I mean, yeah, he's kind of like your gadget player, you know, very athletic. I just, I don't know, I, I need to see more It's also because they're going to throw a lot. And LaVisca's kind of that, you know, Jones and Shark are going to be like that. They're kind of deep threat options. Chenault's really the underneath guy. Sure, sure. All right, moving on, we got the... Buffalo Bills taking on the Miami Dolphins over under 47 and a half Buffalo minus three and a half. You're okay. Obviously Josh Allen's a must start. I, you know, don't get silly, but with the news of Singletary Moss, more than likely active Matt Burita got involved last week as well. Can you trust any of the Buffalo running backs? No, they're all gross and they don't run the ball that much anyway. Yeah, I'm not, a, not a fan. I mean, we've said it before. Josh Allen's the best running back on that team anyways. You're firing up Stephon Diggs. You know what? I'm looking at the Cole Beasley rank, and I think – I actually think we're all kind of low on him. This man, he is still very much involved. Um, 13 targets last week with eight receptions for 60 yards. I mean, he's a decent wide receiver three flex option out there, but, you know, Rome, you and I got him ranked to a bench – spot so yeah and if you think about it that's like the same stats that we just went over with LaVisca Chenault same type of underneath player yeah. I, I I apparently didn't rank him that likely because I had him off because before the season started I wasn't sure what was going on because I know that he was kind of having his COVID difficulties yeah he was whin- whining about having to get a vaccine and she's whining about everything that he could possibly whine about it for it but yeah yeah, hey, his body, his choice. Other side of the ball, Miami, Miles Gaskin. I, I think he's a, a solid flex option out there. I mean, he's still the running back to to roster out there. I mean, I know Brown and Ahmed came in a little bit, but I, I he was involved in the passing game. You know, he. I, I just I still like Gaskin. I'm I RB two flex. I'd be fine with it. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Parker. Okay, with the news of Will Fuller out. So, I think that would make me by default. You got to move Parker and Waddle up. I you, could you guys could you play either of those wide receivers? Are you okay with either of them? I'm starting Waddle in one of my leagues, mostly because Jerry Judy got hurt. But I have him starting like a wide receiver three. That's probably where he's going to be. Yeah. You, I mean, I think you're right. You got to move them both up. They're going to be like wide receiver three flex plays, probably. Yeah, uh, I'm worried about Mike Gusecki, though. I, I, you know, he was my sleeper, not borderline sleeper tight end that I was really into coming into the year. But, you know, three targets, zero catches. I mean, it can't get any worse than zero. I mean, unless he fumbled. But, I mean, he it can only go up. But, I mean, my concern was just only three targets. You know, last year, Tua was you know, almost looking for Gusecki actively. That's why I was so high on Gusecki. So I'm a little bit worried. Um, you might have to look on the waiver wires out there to see who's available in tight end landscape. Unless, I mean, Rome, you're, you're, you're up and going. Are you, would you be okay playing Gusecki or would you try to find something else out there? No, I'm, I'm trying to find something else. I've never been a Gusecki guy. I just, 
there's been something about him that's always bothered me, whether it be the the Miami offense itself. I just feel like he's not he's just not your answer at tight end and I think he's he proved it week 1 and I get it it's just week 1. He'll catch touchdowns every fucking once in a while. I just week to week is he going to be your answer? He's probably the best bet you have if he's your starter on your roster right now, so it might be hard to move off. Yeah, I was also going to say like if you believe in him, I think you're okay to give him one more week, but it's definitely going to be time to start reconsidering if he doesn't do anything soon because you can't lose so many games before it's detrimental. In our shared uh, league, Fish, we're going to have to play Hunter Henry over him, which I don't hate. I, you know, Hunter Henry's a good tight end. That's a, that's a good option. Uh, you know, There are options out there that you're going to get more consistent play. Mike Gusecki might have a good upside because of touchdowns, but there's other t- tight ends who have a little bit better floor who also had the same touchdown well, opportunity. So you, but you can argue that touchdown upside with right. every tight Jordan Akins has right. touchdown and upside, you know. And that's why I mentioned the floor, so. you know. Like, you want a better yeah. floor than that. Exactly. Moving on, we got the New England Patriots taking on the New York Jets. Uh, Mac Jones, you're not playing him yet. Damien Harris, fire that man up. I mean, he. other than the fumble, he looked good. Although, yeah, actually, speaking about the fumble, Billy Boy... Not a fan of the fumbles. He could be facing a reduced role. I mean, but 23 carries for 100 yards, just feeding him the ball. You love to see that. How confident are you uh, with with if uh, Harris is your running back, Rome? How are you feeling about him? I'm loving it. I'm, I'm all right with it. Uh, so much so, I see that you guys both have uh, James White ranked, and I, and I get it. I get it. I just think Damian Harris, this is his backfield. The the Cam Newton getting out of town has made Damian Harris, in my opinion, a very, very viable option. This is the clearest the Patriots backfield has been in years. And I think it's all Damian Harris. That's just my my, my thought on it. Yeah. Uh Jacoby Myers, Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, you know, I, I really liked Myers coming into it. I still think there's potential there. To you know, he had nine targets last week, so you you like to see that six for forty four. So not a bad game, but not a, nothing really to write home to. Aguilar, you know, he he actually looked really good out there. I, I might be a little bit low on Aguilar. You know, seven targets, five catches, seventy two yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Jets defense not that great. So I mean, I think in a pinch, if uh, Myers and Aguilar are out there, they might be worth uh, throwing there on that active roster. Me. Eh, you don't Me. like it? You didn't Me. even rank them. I, I did. I ranked one. I ranked Myers at 39, and Aguilar, I didn't. I, uh, yeah, I didn't rank him either, but I think that if you wanted to start him in a pinch, you probably could. It is a flex. Yeah. Are you, 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 are you guys fine with both of the t- either of the tight ends, Henry and yeah. Smith? Hell yeah. I'd be fine with that too. Other side of the ball, Corey Davis. That's probably it for the Jets. <laughs> I mean, can in you, a, in like, a two quarterback league, you could probably throw in Wilson, just because you know they're going to be chucking that shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, Zach Wilson. You know, we talked about it last week or a couple episodes ago. You know, tale of two different halves. He looked like absolute dog shit in the first half, but then. 
you know, had a decent second half there getting two touchdowns at Corey Davis, but that's why I like Corey Davis. I mean, I, I think he has the safest floor of any of the skill positions for the Jets. I mean, because that running back backfield, like, who do you play? I mean, Ty Johnson you, got the you most don't. points. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You I don't. mean, you're, you just you hope you have other options available to you. Yeah, and and to be honest with you, the, the Corey Davis, I love Corey Davis. I think Corey Davis, like you said, it's a pretty safe floor. What scares me is he is going to get a shitload of uh, of uh, what's his face that the corner over there. Uh, oh, I can't think of Gilmore now. Why am I brain farting? Gilmore. Thank yeah, Gilmore. You. There you go. Gilmore. Yeah. They're gonna get. He's gonna get a solid. Like, he'll follow you around, and I think he's gonna get a solid help in a Gilmore, which is the only reason I. I, I mean, I rated him at thirty-two. He'd be higher if it was if that wasn't the case. Yeah, well, you know, Bill Belichick, he he always finds a way to take away the best weapon on your offense. I mean, that's just kind of what he does. So we'll see. I, I mean, I think you can play Corey Davis, though. I mean, you could definitely do worse out there. You know, I'm not saying fade him. I'm just saying it's. It's not quite as – I don't think it's going to be the huge day. Yeah, it's not his best matchup is, I think, kind of what it comes down to. But you could still play him. Yeah. Moving on, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on – I'm sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders going to Pittsburgh. Vegas has the over-under at 47. Pittsburgh at minus 6.5. I'd, I'd take the over on that. I mean, both defenses didn't look that great. So, fire them both up. Yeah. Derek Carr, <laughs> if he's a quarterback too, that's fine. Kenyon Drake, that's where I wanted to go, though. So there's rumors that Peyton Barber is going to be the actual starting, quote-unquote, starting running back. He's going to be in the Josh Jacobs role. But Kenyon Drake was very much involved against Baltimore in the Monday night game. I, I think Kenyon Drake, I, I think you can actually start him as an RB2 flex option out there because I, I wouldn't play Peyton Barber at all. Like, What about, Rome, you're shaking your head, no, do you not like Peyton Barber? No, oh, I think I said it earlier in the show. He's garbage truck juice. <laughs> you did say, that's fuck right, you that did man. Say. Would you Would you be okay with Kenyon Drake as an RB two flex, kind of in that range? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's a tough Fucking matchup against disgusting. Pittsburgh, but <laughs> your hatred. But see, you're, he rushed six like, times for eleven you, you yards. Gotta... The carries he did get last week. I, that look, he looked like vintage vintage Kenyon Drake. He's all his value is going to come from catching the ball. But see, that's the thing. You're not looking for the. It's, if you're in a half point, full point PPR, yeah. five targets for you know he had five receptions for 59 yards. That's yeah, where you get he, your points. You could probably start him as a flex. I, I I don't like him, but that's besides the point. Yeah, I think that you could do him as a flex. I wouldn't do anything more than that. Would you play? Would you play Kenyon Drake or Ronald Jones? Ronald Jones. Jones. Okay. Wide receivers, Rugs Edwards. It's hard to say i actually didn't rank any of them because it's just i mean they 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 looked good against baltimore or good enough you know four for 81 for brian edwards and uh actually i lied two for 46 for rugs that's that's poop because i mean we all know the offense runs through darren waller which you absolutely fire up that man other yeah. side of the ball uh naji you're playing him now the the three-headed monster running back is a nightmare, but the three-headed monster wide receiver core of Pittsburgh is tough. Now, Fish, you and I have Deontay Johnson ranked the highest of the three between Johnson, Claypool, Juju. So you and I both feel that he is the wide receiver one on that team. But Rome, you have him very low 
And what happened there? Uh, I, here's what I think. Okay, I got burned by Johnson a couple of times last year. The, here's what's going to happen. And it, I think it happened last game. He got hurt, but he came back and he and played scored okay. And scored a touchdown. And scored a touchdown. He'll do this every once in a while. Every every other game, it seems he'll get hurt and stay the fuck out. I'm calling it. That's what's happening this time. He'll make a catch. It'll be decent. It'll be like 25, 30 yards. That's why I got him at 44. <laughs> That's all it's going to be. That's all it's going to be this week. I seem to be the lowest on Chase Claypool. My reason behind it was he is your over-the-top boom-bust guy. Uh, big-bodied guy, you know, over-the-shoulder, back-corner fade. My issue with him, though, is last week only five targets and three for f- 45. So I just I get a little worried because his floor is that. Now, he does have the upside of 110 yards and two touchdowns, but my concern is that he's so boom and bust that it, it's hard for me to uh, give him a lot of love, and that's actually why I have Juju ranked higher than Claypool, even though – Claypool realistically should be the w- number one option there, but he's not at this point in time. So I just th- that's how I feel about that. Yeah, Claypool's name was made by a string of games where he scored an absurd amount of touchdowns. So I think like yeah, well he scored yeah he had seven hundred touchdowns in three games. Yes. you know, so everyone was like, shit, look at this Claypool guy. I just don't know if that can be reproduced. No. It's just I I think the like I said the ceiling is absolute wide receiver one number one overall possibility but realistically he's a wide receiver three four plus that's that's kind of the problem with all three of them right like they all have potential yeah. to be wide receiver one but they all have potential to be absolute dog shit and like how are you gonna yeah. pick which one which week like. You rank them in a way where you think they're going to do, but like you really don't know who Big Ben's going to target that week. So it's really hard to to rank them or be super confident in any of them. Yeah, and then uh, you're not playing Eric Ebron unless you're a Mike Gesicki owner. Pick up Eric Ebron, maybe play him over Gesicki. <laughs> I, I actually I wouldn't hate that. That's actually not too bad. So if he's available, maybe go that route. Uh, moving on, we got the Dallas Cowboys coming into the Chargers. My my beloved Chargers. Vegas has the over under at fifty five, but the Chargers favorite at minus favorite at minus three and a half. I would one hundred percent take that over. I think this is going to be an absolute high scoring event. Uh, playing all the Dallas players like you would, although tight ends still, you know they they were both getting involved. See, I wish you could combine the two. Like I feel like if you roster. If you're starting Dalton Schultz, you can also have Blake Jarwin's points with it. Because if you combine the two to make it one tight end, it's actually a very good tight end. Yeah. It's the reason I don't have any of them ranked, because I feel like they, they just eat off each other. Sucks. Yeah. They they do. that. They absolutely do. Uh, Zeke, I'm the lowest on him. I have actually have Zeke. I have Zeke at 15. You guys both have him in the top 10. Is it because you think he's going to get more involved or... Why am I the crazy one? Why am I odd man? You're the crazy one because he played Tampa Bay last week, and you think that's normal. Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly what I was just about to say. I don't think it's going to be that. Uh, I know you love your Chargers, but the defense they have, Tampa Bay, they are not. They shut down Antonio Gibson, and that is my boyfriend. He's not Ezekiel Elliott. Antonio Gibson... 
is well on his way to being Peyton Barber. <laughs> <laughs> all right, other side of the ball, play all the Chargers. Play Eckler, play <laughs> Herbert, play Keenan. But I love Mike Williams this week. I actually, I think, I, I have him at 22, but I feel like Mike Williams could have another repeat where he's going to score again. I mean, just this Dallas defense is so bad. Just play all the Chargers and, and have fun with it. Not much else to say there. Moving on, we got our final game that we're breaking down for you guys. Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Vegas has the over-under at 54.5. Kansas City favorite at minus 4. I would take both. Kansas City in the points, and I would take the over. I think this is going to be another high-scoring event. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, we have him in the RB2 range, but you're absolutely still playing him. Tyreek Hill, fire up that man. Travis Kelsey, best tight end in the game. Other side of the ball, Lamar Jackson. I'm the lowest one on him still, but, you know, that's fine. Now, my question, though, for them is the running back field. Like, that absolute disaster now with Tyson Williams, Lat Murray, Devonta Freeman just got called up to the active roster. What do you do? Who are you most confident in playing? You know, Fish, you're shrugging your shoulders. You don't know, Rome. Yeah, you avoid it if you can, but. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we touched on last show. It's It's just ugly. If I had to choose one right now, Tyson Williams, I mean, I've got him at 27. He's going to be the guy that – he's going to be the one that gets the keys right now. Okay. Would you rather play Tyson Williams or any Baltimore running back or Kenyon Drake? Oh, for fuck's it's sake. fucking gross, With too. the toughens. <laughs> I, I'd probably rather play Kenyon Drake in that situation. Oh, my God. My que- – my- Question is going to be that they're probably going to get to. I don't think their defense in Baltimore is as good as it once was. I think they're going to have to throw the ball, and I don't know who they play at running back if they have to throw the ball. Do they put Freeman in there if they're throwing the ball? Like Williams was out a lot on those pass plays. We noticed that in the second half of last game, and Murray was there. He's not good at pass plays. Yeah, so that's so who the who the hell goes there like for the pass plays? Is it going to be Murray still? Is it going to be Devontae Freeman? Probably not going to be Williams. I mean, the guy that it should be is Le'Veon Bell, but I guess he's not called up yet. So he's still on the. Well, didn't he? Did he get hurt last year? Or am I making that up? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember, remember much news about him. He was so <laughs> shitty. <laughs> he broke your heart. Yeah, yeah he's old news. But uh, actually, uh, another player I want to talk about: Hollywood Brown. I have him ranked the highest. I actually have him at twenty-eight, which is. It, this is probably the highest I'm ever going to have Hollywood Brown. And it actually it hurt me. It pained me to rank him that high. Reason why I ranked him so high this week, though, he had the touchdown catch. And, you know, he went six for 69 in a touchdown. And Lamar Jackson actually, actually, like, fit a pass. He actually looked like a quarterback and made a decent window, tight windowed throw to Hollywood Brown. Although, I just got a note from Director Ross, and it killed my Hollywood Brown boner, so I'm going to have to lower him in my rankings. But he's actually questionable going into the game, so I guess you're going to have to pivot if he can't play. Um, do you like – could you – would either of you guys feel comfortable playing any of the Baltimore wide receivers? Just Brown, but now with the questionable tag? Yeah, that I was going to uh, say. But one no. one thing to keep an eye on, though, and see what's done this week is Sammy Watkins. He only had four receptions last week. But it was 96 yards. He had eight targets. Yeah, though. he's getting targets. It's. I, you know, did Sammy. Sammy looked good to me and just like in health wise. Like he looked lighter because he's been kind of 
like chunky over the last couple of years in Kansas mm-hmm. City. He looked a little leaner. I mean, it just maybe I, did he shed weight to hopefully maybe keep that foot healthy or something? Like he, it's, the dark, he likes, it's the dark jerseys. It's, they're they're very slim. <laughs> it's slimming. <laughs> the, the other thing. Oh man, I. The other thing with Sammy Watkins too is he doesn't. He, he's not competing with as many receivers and you know Tyreek. Hill and Travis you don't have Kelsey. Tyree Killer or Travis Kelsey, yeah. Or even the other dude, I forget. Michael Hardman, Hardman. yeah. So it's like he's going to get more opportunities here. Is it possible that Sammy was eating all that barbecue with Andy Reid out there in Kansas That's City? That's what I'd fucking be doing. Uh, hell yeah, yeah dude. We, you know what? Too. One of these days, like if, we, if this show becomes something big and we make money, let's go to a Chiefs game and eat Kansas City barbecue. I'm, I'm all, in. I'm all for it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's actually going to wrap it up for you. Oh, Mark Andrews, play him. But I shouldn't have had to have said that. You fucking know that. That's stupid. <laughs> uh, that's going to wrap up your AFC matchups for week two. Uh, before we go, we have a little bit of time here left over, and we're going to tackle some of these listener questions for you guys. First question right off the bat, Jamar Chase or Daryl Henderson is your flex. What are you guys thinking, Rome? Uh, I'm going to go Jamar Chase. I'm really high on him. I think that, that offense, I said that last show, I think they're clicking, baby. They're fucking ready to go, dude. Yeah, I'm going to say the same thing, and it's not just that the Bengals offense is looking pretty good and Jamar Chase looks to be the primary target, but it's also because the Rams' passing game is looking really good, and they don't yeah. really – Need to run the ball a lot. I mean, yeah, they could do like garbage time runs, but I don't know. I just feel like Chase has a higher upside. I, I'd go the same route. I would take Jamar Chase over Henderson. Uh, you know, the the, the Rams de- uh, wide receivers crushed the Bears defense last week, so I I'd one hundred percent go Jamar Chase. Uh, another question here: Do you guys trust Trey Sermon as a flex this week? Rome, you're our Forty ers guy. Where where are you thinking about that? All right, look, man, this dude was a healthy scratch. Do I trust him? No. What, like, do I trust Shanahan right now? Fuck no. I don't know what to do with this. I, no. To answer the question, no, I can't trust it. I yeah, I have the same answer. It kind of also depends. I mean, we touched on this in the pre-show, but what are your other options? Like, to, to Trey Sermon against who? You know? Yeah. If if he's your if you don't have a lot of other people on your bench that you could trust, well then you're gonna be in trouble because it's only week one, and you probably did something wrong. But there's probably a better option for you until something is more well established. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I gotta see it. I mean, I feel that Mitchell's gonna be the starter because if Sermon was their guy, he wouldn't have been a healthy scratch. Right. And. You know, then they have uh, what's his tits, Hasty, but because Hasty can also play special teams, that's why he was on the active roster week one. So Sermon, I think Sermon does play a role this week, but it's going to be Mitchell's backfield first, and then you know Sermon. To me, Sermon, I think he's going to be like a thin Mike Tolbert. He might get like two carries for two yards and a touchdown. Yeah, at the goal line, exactly. Yeah, that that's probably going to be him this week. Uh, pick two wide receivers. Antonio Brown, Tampa Bay's taking on the Falcons. Ooh, wow, Falcons, that's a great matchup. 
Uh, Mike Williams against the Cowboys or Debo Samuel against the Philadelphia Eagles. Me personally, Antonio Brown, Mike Williams. Same. Yeah, same. I'm I'm fucking Antonio Brown all goddamn day. Those two Put that on a cracker, dude. Those two first Antonio Brown, Mike Williams have too good of a matchup. And the Debo thing is the same thing as the fucking sermon thing. Do you trust Shanahan? And the answer is no. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, next question: Jamar Chase or DJ Moore? Ooh, uh, DJ Moore. I feel he's he's gonna be the guy. You know, I know I'm really high on Robbie Anderson too, right? Maybe I'm a Panther guy. I, who fucking knows? Who knows? I think DJ Moore is still gonna be that. He's the focal point of the passing game once they get out of the backfield. Once they get away from McCaffrey, he's supposed to be the guy. Yeah. So I'm taking him over Chase. This is a tough one. I'm going to say if Marshawn Lattimore plays, Jamar Chase. If he doesn't, DJ Moore. Okay. You know, I'll I'll break the tie. I'm going to just go DJ Moore. I think he has the safest floor between the the two. Chase, he's still going to share, you know, you got Mixon catching the ball. You got T. Higgins. You got Tyler Boyd. DJ Moore, you know, Darnold was really looking his way last week. He looked really good. You know, eight targets went six for 80, you know. So I, I just I, – I think you got to go DJ Moore. You guys are underestimating the Saints' shutdown defense again. <laughs> uh let's see if you're streaming a defense this week are you going to take cleveland against who's cleveland houston My, this week yeah there you go and denver taking on the jacksonville jaguars so if you had to pick up a defense this week who are you going sorry who were they cleveland versus houston or denver versus jacksonville Cleveland. I'd probably say Cleveland. Cleveland versus Houston. Yeah, I think Tyrod Taylor. I'm taking the quarterback play. I think Tyrod Taylor is worse than Lawrence. They also have less receivers and yeah. probably less, lesser running backs too. So I think, I think yeah. Cleveland's I'd, defense I'd Cleveland. is already better than Denver's defense. Uh, yeah, I, I'd have, I would take Cleveland. I unfortunately dropped him in our league because the, the issue in our home league, because the issue of making multiple waiver claims – is sometimes the one that you didn't want to go through goes through, and you end up dropping a player that you you would have dropped someone else for instead. Next question, Matt Ryan, if he has another bad game, is he droppable? Oof. No. My answer is yes. Because <laughs> oh. I – you know, there. hey, there's – if you're in a 12-team league, there's bound to be someone else out there you can pick up. You're pick up right, Sam Darnold. But, but when we say bad game <sighs> – I don't know, dude. I have a hard time with that because it's like that team is bad. I I love quarterbacks on bad teams. I get it if he's not producing, but, man, if he can get out there and just have the opportunity to chuck the ball deep to these receivers, Ridley, Pitts, Gage, that's weird to say, but this week, I, I wouldn't drop This it. week I'll say no, but next week I'd say yes. And this week I'm going to say no because he's bound to have a bad game. They're playing against Tampa Bay. Right. Actually, let me can I re let me re-answer that question. No, I wouldn't drop Matt Ryan even if he has a bad game. It's like just like Fish said, if they're playing Tampa, he's going to have a bad game. He's he's gonna be quarterback twenty something this week. I think then week three, just see who's available, who has a good matchup. 
and go that route. If you have to stream, just stream. Um, and hang on to Matt Ryan because I think I think better days are coming his way. And looks like we got one more question on the night. Are you guys nervous about OBJ? R- Rome, you're you're my OBJ lover, so you, let's start with you. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, my asshole's starting to pucker up a little bit. I I guess I I feel but like I was lied to. Like I feel betrayed by social media telling me that this motherfucking guy is ready and he looks good and all this other bullshit rhetoric. And then he's out for the first two weeks and I'm kind of sitting there scratching my head going, dude, like what the fuck's going on? I I think if he gets the opportunity to be out there again, like I know he tore his, his knee up again. What week was it though? It was week, what? Six, five it last was, year. It was fairly early. I know it was early. It wasn't Cortland Sutton early, but I know it was it was early. Hang on, I'm I just feel like, up. yeah, I'm fucking nervous. I'm starting to get nervous. I got a lot of shares of this guy, so I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling the pinch, boys. I'm feeling the fucking pinch. Yeah, I'd be nervous about him because it's not only is he not healthy enough to play or practice fully, but is he going to be hesitant when he is ready? Is it going to take him some time to get up to game speed when he finally plays? Like, we're, we're already missed two weeks. How much longer are we going to miss? And when he comes back, right. is he going to be actually fully ready and game speed ready? Or is it going to take him another three weeks to get into the groove of things? You know, five mm-hmm. weeks of fantasy, like you could have done lost the season at that point. For real. Yeah. And then, I mean... I I found it right here. So it was week seven of last year. Oh my so god, it's way. You were worse. very close. So I mean, it it hasn't been that long since he's been injured. So that does cause some concern. I I'd be worried now if you have an IR spot, which every league should. Now, if you're in dynasty, you should have more than two. If you're in redraft, two <laughs> is fine. Um, but dynasty should have at least five. I'm just saying. But anyways. Uh, I, I would be scared if, if I was OBJ, uh, if, if he was on my roster. But if you do have IR, just leave him there and kind of wait it out. But, yeah, I'd be – I mean, shit, I'd, honestly, I'd try to trade him. I, I, maybe try to hope for that namesake to still carry some water. Fish, you're shaking your head. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the, the thing is, what do you do with him? You can't drop him. And if you trade him, you're probably not going to get as high – upside if as if you could possibly get if he was playing so it's like what do you really do like you're kind of limited there you could trade him for something that he might not get an equal return when he does play but you mm. might get somebody that's actually playing for the next few games yeah yeah uh and then to wrap it up tonight let's we're gonna start a little uh survivor thing going on so listeners that don't know which you probably should because i think everybody knows what survivor is survivor is a a, a single elimination well, like we don't have to, it's we don't have to do single elimination it's just us maybe we'll just do like points at the end of the year like losses and you it's like golf the high the higher the point total you lost and we'll think of something so you pick a team who's going to win this week and once you pick that team you can't pick them ever again for the rest of the season so your survivor pick, Rome. Are you ready? Do you got one? Give me, give me a second. Let me take a look here at the. I'll start it off. I'll take Cleveland. I'm going to take Cleveland this week. I think they can beat Houston. That is not a bad pick. 
I'm going to go with the Packers. Prime time. They're favored to win the game by 11. There you go. I don't, th- I don't know if they'll win by 11, but I think they'll win. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to – oh, God, you're not going to like this. I'm going to go Dallas over the Chargers. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I feel like it's a tough game. Let's use the charge or let's use Dallas in that tough game. They're going to get it done. All right, fair enough. Well, hey, that'll do it for us tonight. We have no more notes from Director Ross. Here we are just under an hour the way we likes it. So best of luck to you guys this week and week two. If you get any last-minute start-sit questions, you know, hey, we'll be active on the Twitterverse up until Sunday kickoff. So, hey, you know, thank you so much for the support and listening to you to the show. We love you guys. Without you guys, none of this is possible. And, uh, you know, get us on the social medias, at Filthy F-Ball Show on Twitter, at Filthy Fantasy Football Show on Instagram. Send in your emails to FilthyFantasyFootballShow at gmail.com. And, again, thank you so much for listening, guys. I love you. Good night and good luck. King Josh, Josh the King. Big Rome. Fantasy Fish. Have a good one, y'all.